Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And today I thought I'd do a bit of a um, roundup of the financial year. I did some research um, Thursday for the Herald Sun here in Melbourne, which is the Daily Telegraph in Sydney, and I think Courier Mail in Brisbane. So you may have seen something in the newspapers from us there, but I did quite a bit of stuff and only used a little bit of it, which is pretty normal for uh, newspapers. Sometimes you do a lot of stuff and they only put a little bit in. Sometimes you do a little bit and they put it all in. Or sometimes you do a lot of stuff and they put all that in. Um, you never really, really know. But today's about, the, as I said, the financial year. And so I thought I'd share with you some of the research that um, I put together for them. Because in the past financial year, we've really seen the Australian share market sort of trade sideways. To, and what we believe is probably by Thursday, we'll pretty much be getting close to roughly where we were. Um, when we started the financial year uh, back on the 1st of July last year. Depends on what happens over the next few days. Obviously, Brexit has been top of the, the news over the past well, couple of weeks anyway, obviously, um, especially on Friday. And to me, um, that was a really distraction, the Brexit, as a, what, whether uh, the UK stayed or left was always, to me, is a bit of a distraction. And some of the traders that I had, the newer traders um, that, are, that we mentor in here, they've sort of said, oh, what should I do? And I just said, look at the charts, because this is why technical analysis or why we're, we constantly are, are very, very vocal about how technical analysis is a leading indicator to the marketplace. Um, because the, the charts will always tell us what's going to happen, and the fundamentals will always come behind them to then tell us what did actually happen or why it happened, I suppose, is a better way of saying that. Because um, our market has fall, had been falling for quite a few months um, early from the early this year. I think it was February, I think the high was. So we've been falling for quite a few months. So the Brexit thing was just a bit of volatility and the big industry used this volatility or, uh, or sorry, used sorts of announcements like this to create more volatility for them to make money. But the market will always do what it, all, it has always done and it will always do what it was going to do. It doesn't matter whether... Um, England stays in or goes out um, or whatever else happens. It, it, the point of view is, is what are you doing and what's your plan? And that's what I try and uh, teach the traders is it doesn't matter what's happened, what you're going to do about it if something happens. So what's your plan? And most people get in the market, they don't really have a plan and that's why so many lose. So anyway, let's go back to getting back to the financial year. As I said, we're probably going to uh, get back to where we started from or be close. But as I said, it really does depend on what happens this week. Um, it's Monday morning and the market's sort of about where it was on Friday. But we need to see the market move up a little bit uh, this week. So it'd be nice to see where it ends up on Thursday. But it might be down slightly. But uh, what we've seen um, as of Thursday, I said most of the research I've done is as of last Thursday, but um, prior to the drop on Friday, we, our market was um, had risen just over 11% um, this year, basically. So, uh, so it has done reasonably well this year, although not over the financial year it hasn't. Um, done very, very, very well. Um, so if you look over the past 10 years, we see that the Australian All Ordinaries Index has only averaged 1.75% per year 
for the financial year. So calculating one July to 30 June. So 1.75% plus dividends, um, If it, obviously from that point of view. I'm just looking at the All Ordinaries Index. In the past 10 years, now remember, in that 10 years, we've uh, if we're going back to one, ju- one June, sorry, one July 2006, which is 10 years ago, um, you know, we have pretty close to having that GFC, so that's why the, the return's only 1.75%. In that time, though, if we look at it, we're, there were six positive years averaging 12.02%, so the positive years averaged 12.02%, and there were four negative years, only four negative years, averaging minus 13.65%. So the positive years, so 60% of the time, even in the last 10 years, even with the GFC, there were positive years 60% of the time and 40% of the time there were negative years. Let's look at the longer history so we can put that into comparison the last 10 years to a longer time frame. So if we look at it over the past 34 years, the All Ordinaries Index, in remembering in a financial year, rises 71% of the time. Um, and falls 29% of the time. Often you'll hear me say, and I talk about this in my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds, is the market will rise two-thirds of the time and fall one-third of the time. That's because markets are always expanding and growing so that that um, we're looking about, you know, you see all these announcements on the TV saying, you know, one billion was wiped off the Australian share market in value. And it is just value, it's numbers on paper. BHP is not worth less one day than it is the next day. It's just the share price will change. Um, but the actual assets and everything else are still there. The profits are still there or whatever it's doing is still there. So it's those paper types of things. But um, but I always say that you know the market rises two-thirds and falls one-third because we're all market capitalization is always growing as companies get bigger um, and take on more and, and the, the, the marketplace gets bigger. So that's why we get that two-thirds, one-third. Um, if we so again, uh, so rises twenty nine percent, falls twenty nine percent of the time, and rises seventy one percent of the time. Of those positive years, or that seventy one percent of positive years, they average fifteen point one four percent plus dividends. So when you are having a positive year, so there's fifteen point one four percent plus dividends. Average dividend yield at the moment is maybe three to four percent. Um, maybe a bit higher depending on the stocks that you're looking at. So therefore, you're looking at you know seventeen to nineteen percent with dividends on the positive years. And the negative years is will probably surprise you. Uh, they average minus 8.5% overall. Um, but overall, sorry, it averages around 8% um, per financial year, not including dividends. So the, the Australian share market averages 8% over 34 years. Uh, as I said, 3 to 4% dividend yield will make it somewhere around 11 to 12%, um, which is pretty normal over a long period of time frame. That's really highlighting that if you're in the market when it's going up and out of it when it's going down, you'll make more money. It's as simple as that. I do have a a graph of it as well. We've had um, returns, huge returns and huge losses, obviously, in the 2007-2008 GFC. You know, the market went down nearly 50%. So we do have some of that, uh, some big swings in the price. But mostly the swings are up to 20%. Um, in the Australian share market when when they are actually running very, very well. If we go into the various indices within the Australian share market, we can see that there's a really, the overwhelming best area in the past financial year was the S&P mid-cap 50 index, and it achieved 15% growth for the financial year. So if we look at uh, all of them, so the ASX, the ASX 50, not the mid-cap 50, the ASX 50 was down 11%, the ASX 200, 3%. The ASX 300 was down 3%, which is 
pretty simple. Um, most of the 300 is made up of the 200. Uh, the mid-cap 50, as I said, 15% growth. Uh, the 300 metals and mining index was down 10%. The small ordinaries was up 11%. The ASX 20, or the biggest 20 stocks on the Australian share market, were down 11%. And the uh, 100 was down 4%. So what it was showing is that most of the growth was going outside of the top 100 shares. It was in that smaller sectors and, and the smaller companies, as I said, that mid-cap 50 and the smaller ordinaries where the growth was coming from. The two of the best, as I said, the two of the best performing stocks in the the mid cap fifty that I said went up fifteen percent were Domino's, that rose around ninety five percent, and an Aristocrat around seventy one percent in that financial year. Now other good performance in, in that sector were Vocus, Treasury Wines, um, TPG, Spark Infrastructure, Star Entertainment Group, um, Aurora, just to name a few. Now. What I find the issue is is a lot of people with the share market and trading is often they look for the best performing sector or area that was the best in the past year. And same with the stocks. They look at the best performing stocks in that past year and then they look to invest in the next year thinking, well, geez, if Domino's rode 95% last year, it's going to do the same this year, so I'll jump on to that one. And they do this because they make mistakenly think that the returns will continue at that same pace, but this is rarely the case, if ever. Uh, the lowest risk opportunities come just prior to or just after a rise has started, not after it's been traveling for some long time. If you look at Domino's, it's been trailing up for several years um, and Aristocrat's been trading up for a lot longer than uh, the last 12 months. Generally, the last move is the most vertical move and we see that. Um, so I'm not saying Domino's is going to come crashing down or Aristocrat's going to do that as well, but I'm suggesting that probably won't be doing 95% and 71%. Um, that's what I'm saying. So, because the best performing index or sector in the market in one year is quite often not the best performing in the next because their bull runs only last 12 months to two years-ish and then the, the, the money flow changes and another sector will take on. So quite often by the time the general public realises what sector's moving, it's pretty much three quarters over. Um, so it's often far better to take a contrarian view to investing and trading and look at the worst performing sector in the previous year. Here we see the S&P, uh, the ASX 50, we see the metals and mining, we see the ASX 20. They're all the worst performing sectors within the all, you know, in, in the marketplace, all those, the indices, sorry. So to me, the opportunities are, are in the top 20. They're in the metals and mining um, or in the top 50, say, top 50 in metals and mining. So if you're looking at BHP and Rio, they are starting to look better. Um, and so they're the areas that I'd be looking at for finding growth for the next financial year. So because of those you know, being down 10 or 11%, they're, they're the opportunity. So I would suggest the opportunities in the next financial year will come from stocks such as BHP, Rio, Wes Farmers, Woolworths, um, with some of the energy stocks like Woodside, Oil Search, Caltex, just, just to name a few. Um, and, and that's not an exhaustive list. The stocks are really looking good. I'm not too stressed about Brexit. Um, I think our market's having a normal normal yearly lows, behaving quite normal um, for what it should be doing. And I think the next year is looking quite bright on our marketplace. So I'll leave this podcast with you, my end of financial year sort of rundown. Um, obviously, we'll find out what happens this time next year and see whether we were okay and what we predicted. So good luck, good trading, and I'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealthy. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to Wealth Within 
www.newsandmedia.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.